The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, welcome, everybody. That's how I feel this morning. Welcome to the Waiver Wire Show. Under the weather, exhausted, Adam Azer. You're going to get everything I've got, I promise. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. We're going to talk about the week four. Wow, we're into week four already, Dave. Week four Waiver Wire. What's up, man? You didn't know. You didn't know that it was week four? It's it just when you say it out loud, it's like, really? We're already in week four? How about that? What does it feel like we're in? Week two. You know, it just feels like we're still learning so much there, about the season. Sure. You'll get to a point where it starts to feel like time is flying. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I'm also not the one who went to a Giants game with a head cold yesterday. I've had a cold for a week and a half. I cannot, and it's not COVID. I, it, and I am so, I, I get so frustrated. It's getting worse. Like, I, ah! But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Jamie's not here today. It's just me and Dave talking waiver wire. It's a really interesting week because the injuries yes. make things so... I did not... You know, I, Adam just woke up. I've been up for a long time getting ready for this show. You've today. got two kids. I know that you've been oh, up. Oh, no. They're, they're, they're basically still sleeping. Um, oh, really? Yeah. They, God, they're, how do they're, you do that? They're night owls. They go to sleep really late and they, they wake up late. Um, yeah, but you know, the injuries make things so interesting with, with Dalvin Cook, with David Montgomery, Joe Mixon looks like he's good to go. Amonra St. Brown up in the air a little bit right now. Uh, Jamal Williams, of course, 70% rostered, but we know he's going to have a big opportunity for maybe two weeks. Uh, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, give me your, your overall take on the waiver wire this week. And is this the most exciting week we've had so far? It is the most exciting week we've had so far. There are very few guarantees though. There's a lot of there's two running backs, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert. They're gonna be like they're gonna be owned in every league by the time we get to the Thursday night game. And Williams is almost there already. But I don't know how much staying power they have for the rest of the season. But they can get you some wins 
for the next couple of weeks, theoretically. And we'll talk about that as we move on. Uh, receivers, I think there's some great receivers out there. Romeo Dobbs is going to top that list. You'll do a double check to see if you can stash Jacoby Myers and PPR. Zay Jones is somebody who has stepped up in Jacksonville. How about hashtag Isaiah with a huge game in week three? I think he's got some staying power for the rest of the year. And there are a lot of other receivers that I think are worth speculating on as short-term, like, you know how, like, you'll have a problem at home with, like, a pipe or, like, a you know one of those soft, why can't I think of it? Like, the, the cockroaches. No, you've got that problem. No one else has that problem. But like an AC, let's say you've got, you know, an air conditioning unit in your house and they've got that big, huge tubular. What is that called? Like, I can't think of it right now. It's not a pipe because maybe it is. Uh, Dave, I just, I just have no, a duct. Sure. Sure. Maybe it's something that's probably not it either. I'm glad I didn't get into what is happening right now. But you'll put like a, a piece of duct tape over a hole. And uh, you say, okay, that'll fix it for like uh, two months. And then I'll spend money to fix it later. That's okay. what there's a lot of this week. There's a lot of duct tape that'll help you get through uh, the next couple of weeks. And there's some duct tape at tight end too. So if you've been struggling at that position, uh, you can get back on track there. Okay. Well, here's the news that we're tracking that will really impact your team and the waiver wire. Uh, to, this is a good week. Like I said on on Sunday night show, this is a good week uh, for running waivers on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday. But Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery, do you think they play this week? I think Cook plays this week. I don't think Montgomery does. I just Googled it. It's called a hose, an air conditioner <laughs> hose. Okay. Thank you. Now we, now I'm ready to come fix your AC when it breaks again, Adam. All right, so you said Dalvin Cook, you think he plays. What did you say about Montgomery? I think he plays. You know, with Dalvin, he's got this shoulder injury. He gets it every year. Uh, I tried to do some research on it. Did he ever have surgery I don't, on his shoulder? I've no, I, don't, I don't think I so. I couldn't find anything that he, said that he did. You know who he's like? He's like uh, Murtaugh. He's Sergeant Murtaugh from, okay. Le- from Lethal Weapon. Popping uh, his shoulder back in place whenever he, to save the day. That's right. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin well, bless Murtaugh. Him for being Cook. there for our fantasy teams. I think he plays against the Saints. Oh, wait, uh, he's Riggs. He's Riggs, not Murtaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wait, yeah. He's Riggs, right? Murtaugh is Danny Glover. Yeah, Murtaugh isn't the one that it's Riggs. My bad. Or he's the one that gets blown up when he's sitting on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's not Dalvin Cook. All right, so so we think Dalvin Cook is going to play real quick. Montgomery plays. uh, Montgomery, uh, David Chow thinks that he had a high ankle sprain. Oh, and won't play. I believe that's what he said. Let me double check. Uh, That's that would be a big deal. He left in the first quarter. Khalil Herbert was amazing. That's what he said. All right, if if you're missing any time there with with David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert is the, the uh, complete the must one. add. Giants, Vikings, Washington in the next three weeks, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't even matter. I mean, just so many opportunities for Khalil Herbert. If if he's, you know, if we find out it's a multiple week absence for David Montgomery, and it looks like it's going to be a multiple week absence for DeAndre Swift, they have two games: Seattle, New England, and then a bye. If you could prioritize them and Herbert's a lot more available than Williams, who would you go for? It's Herbert because mm-hmm. I think he's got a chance to claim a large role in this offense when Montgomery comes back. And have we learned nothing from high ankle sprains over the course of the last couple of seasons when running backs have had high ankle sprains? Yeah. They come back and they stink. Mm. So this you might be in a you might have a feeling if you go back, check out what happened to Saquon, check out what happened to 
Christian McCaffrey, even Cordero Patterson last year. He had a high ankle sprain. He had one good game right when he came back, but he was automatic until he had the high ankle sprain. So this might be the time to actually either go all out to get Khalil Herbert if you've got Montgomery and you don't have Herbert, or if you have Montgomery and you can't get Herbert, maybe you sell low. And maybe you just give them to the team that gets Herbert and say, all right, you give me a running back back. Maybe maybe try and work your way into a running back like Connor or um, someone else that isn't very exciting lately. Um, we can't say that about Derrick Henry anymore. We can say that about Kamara and Mixon. I've had a tough time with them on the trade chart, but could be the end of big production for David Montgomery, which is why I like going after Khalil Herbert pretty hardcore. Okay, yeah. This, is a, this could be the first big fab spend for a lot of people this week. Um, so St. Brown is an ankle injury. Should not be a long-term injury. Hopefully back this week for Seattle, against Seattle for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott could be back in week five. Great. I, I mean, I was. We'll talk about it later. But we were all sitting there like, "Wow, Cooper Rush is really playing well today." There's no controversy or anything, but just hats off to him. No. He played really well. And most people hung on to Prescott anyway, so I don't think there's a waiver move. Necessarily. Yeah, he's about eighty percent rostered, so you could take a look. A little for more Dak. than that. Uh, Joe Mixon expected to play on Thursday. Tua and Jalen Waddle are both on the injury report. It seems a lot more serious for Tua. Uh, back injury for him. They have a Thursday game against the Bengals. Could be the game of the week. Don't know if we'll get the jingle out, but let's hope Tua plays. DeAndre Swift, like I said, he could miss maybe the next two games against the Patriots. Well, Seattle and then the Patriots, and they have their bye. Julio Jones expected to play. Tough, tough week for the Chargers. Not only did they lose and fall the one and two, but left tackle Rashawn Slater's out for the season. And edge rusher Joey Bosa. These are two of their very best players. Uh, Bosa's going to miss a lot of time, it seems, with a groin injury. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little presumptuous saying a lot of time, but he's going to miss some time. Uh, Jalen Guyton also towards ACL, just for what it's worth. So three significant injuries, two bigger than the third for the Chargers, a team that always seems to have crazy injuries. If Never missed, mind that the quarterback was playing with rib card. Right. Issue. Yeah. If you missed uh, yesterday's beyond the box score, I mentioned Trent Williams out for at least a month with a high ankle sprain star left tackle for the 49ers. And if I remember correctly, they averaged 6.2 yards per play in the first half and 3.7 in the second half. And he missed most of the second half. Not saying that's going to continue, but it obviously made a big difference. The Niners also lost linebacker Aziz Alshire for about eight weeks to a sprained MCL. Man, I just think, what is the, what is happening there? Uh, Mac Jones has a severe high ankle sprain. He could be out a while. And, oh, God, you know what? I got to look up the stat I had. I didn't put it in my notes, but it's worth, it's a, it's a Hoyer stat, Dave. And I hope you didn't need anything this morning because you might, you might lose it. When I tell you Brian Hoyer in his last... 12 starts that he didn't leave early with an injury. There was one where he did. Last 12 starts, he's 1-11. and 11. And that's over several seasons, but yeah, not good. Um, we're keeping an eye on Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. It doesn't seem like a serious injury for Thomas, but we'll call him questionable for this week against Minnesota. A.J. Green, knee injury, and oh, Sterling Shepard out for the year, most likely. Knee injury on the last play of the game. Giants last Terrible. play of the game. What a freaking bummer. Ten targets a game, two weeks in a row for, you know, arguably the worst passing team. I mean, the the Bears and the Giants are playing this week. I don't even know what the total is. It's going to be in the 30s. It's Probably. It, yeah. Two worst passing offenses in football. Very possible. All right, let's get Maybe our... Good week for Khalil Herbert and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Why did I put Herbert's name first there? 
<laughs> I bet he. I bet he has a better game. I mean, he's. Or, I wouldn't shock anyone if he did, you know. All right, so so Khalil Herbert is the top waiver wire priority. Jamal Williams is seventy percent rostered. He's another guy that you need to go get if he's available, but he's he's probably not for most of you. But Herbert is what's his roster? Forty eight percent. Herbert is available forty three percent of leagues. Okay, fifty seven percent. So listen, we we talked about him a couple weeks ago as someone who could take over the job from Montgomery, even if Montgomery stayed healthy, because it was a better fit in the Bears' offense. It was before week two, and then in week two, David Montgomery was a house of fire against the Packers. He had a great game against them. Herbert barely played. But now the, the turn tables, and Herbert is this guy who's going to uh, lead the way for the Bears' offense. He's, he is a good fit for them. And the matchups, you, you talked about it, really good moving forward for Herbert. He can help you win a couple of weeks. All right, so if we if we say Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams are maybe in a class of their own this week, and of course you take a look for Alexander Madison just because Cook obviously has a lingering shoulder issue. Right, um, but Williams is more available than Madison is. Yeah, who are your top three priorities after those three running backs? After those three, I'm probably not looking at any running backs. I might do a double check if I'm re- if I'm sitting pretty at three and zero. Oh, and I've got the bench space, and Brian Robinson is still out there. I mean, we're like a week away from maybe getting him back. So he's somebody I would take a look at, but he wouldn't be top three. I would pivot right to the wide receivers. I think Romeo Dobbs and Zay Jones, who are far more available than Khalil Herbert, are, are worth taking a peek at. For now, it looks like Dobbs is the top target in Green Bay. That's a great thing to have. And if he's going to continue to see eight targets a game, and he can make plays. Absolutely. Somebody who can help you win your leagues. Zay Jones is seeing tons of targets. Jacksonville's offense is for real. Christian Kirk has really been stepping up. And I think defenses are going to have to start keying in on him. And that's going to open up Zay Jones, who's been playing really well. Those two would be up there. And then, then I think there's another gap. I'm not sure if McKenzie would be third best. I'm not sure if David Njoku would be third best. Um, probably one of the tight ends, whether it's Njoku, Conklin, or Thomas, maybe they'd be up there. I don't know. I think that third spot could go in a bunch of different directions. There's receivers that make sense. I think it really depends on what you need. We talk about that a lot when it comes to the waiver wire. But I, I think when it comes to Dobbs and Jones, I think they have to be added. Yeah, I mean, Njoku, you look at the way his season started. He was terrible in week one against Carolina. He was better, but still bad against the Jets. You know, the thing about the Jets is actually through three weeks, the Jets have been pretty solid against tight ends. They're the only team that's uh, held Mark Andrews in check. He had 52 yards. Hayden Hurst had one catch for seven yards. So maybe Najoku struggling against the Jets in week two wasn't as bad as as I thought it was. I thought that'd be an easy matchup for him. You know, you'd, you'd be more obviously more likely to buy into him if we didn't have doubts about Jacoby Brissett, but those aren't going away just yet. Um, I'm going to give you another name. I think if you don't need anyone right now, how about Kadarius Toney? I just don't think they can justify. He obviously has to get healthy. He has to get healthy. But right. I don't think they can justify keeping him on the bench anymore. He's just, they have no chance without him. And they probably suck with him. I'm not, you know, I'm not right. crazy. But it's Jeopard out for the year. They have no chance without Kadarius Tony. He is their Obi-Wan. He is their only hope for a passing game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. I, I tend to agree, but I think we're going to see a lot of Richie James, who played a lot in the slot anyway. I think he's going to continue to see that role. I kind of like picking him up. 
and he's available in 96% of leagues. He's going to continue to see a ton of playing time. But come on. I mean, uh, you'd pick up Kadarius Tony, not Ricky, Richie James. I don't know if Tony's going to play. No, and he's not. When he plays, he, how good can he be? How long will he be sustainable? I think you can make the move to pick up Tony first, but I, I just, I wonder if he's going to end up being a big time fooled you. And I don't think the coaching staff particularly likes him. So I don't, you know what? I, I know you, I know you like him, Adam. I know that you're a huge fan of Kadarius. I Tony. think everybody knows what he's super talented and we want to see him play. And I, and we don't really know why, except it could just be that he's always injured. He missed the game with a hamstring injury. Um, but you got uh, maybe got what about Galladay real quick? I'd rather have Tony. Yeah. Okay, but someone's going to have to play. That that's the only guy getting targets for the Giants, Sterling Shepard, and he's out for the. Remind year. me when we get to wide receivers. I've got an a, a terrific stash candidate. Okay, Samaje Piran. You know what to say now. Samaje no, Piran. Samaje Piran's another guy, by the way, to take a look at here. Uh, Mixon. Who Piran? Yeah. Yeah, Piran is at the top of the list of five running backs that I think need to be rostered who are all in that backup role who could become the next Khalil Herbert. And people should want to have these guys on their team. P Ryan's at the top of the list. All right. We'll talk about quarterbacks soon. One of the names like golf this week could be really good. Golf and Mariota. Golf and Mariota are going to be fun every week to talk about. Hopefully they're available ah, in your fun. leagues. Okay. That's a word. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, look, Seattle is golf's matchup and they are giving up the most yards per attempt by far. And Mariota, Marcus Mariota is fourth in the NFL in air yards per pass attempt, third in the NFL in air yards per completion. And there's a difference there. Like Goff, for example, is also very high in air yards per pass attempt, but he's not completing those passes. He's still pretty low in completed air yards. Mariota's throwing the ball downfield, and he's actually having some success with it. And it's interesting. Um, you know, he's not been great, but 17 to 19, 17 to 20, basically, 19.8 fantasy points in all three games. Right. I was gonna I was gonna give you a trivia question. Who has more twenty point fantasy games? Marcus Mariota or my dog Alvin? <laughs> and they're, they're tied. tied. Nineteen point eight. Nineteen point eight what nineteen point eight is pretty close, but I, is there a thirty point game in Marcus Mariota? Is no. he any better than a bi week quarterback? I think he's I I think that's what he is. I no, think he's but, a bi week guy. I've got three quarterbacks I'd rather pick up and use this week than okay. Mariota. Okay. All right, let me promote a few things here. Fantasy football today in five. Your five-minute, uh, it's probably more like six minutes most dates, uh, most days, but uh, update on fantasy football. I'll tell you everything you need to know in five, six minutes. That's awesome. And it's hosted by Chris Towers, and it's different than what you hear on this show too. So different perspective and great show. Check out fantasy football today in five. Check out Dave's trade chart. He updates the trade chart. This is basically a rest-of-season value cheat sheet. And, you know, Dave, you can talk about it quickly here. It's not, you know, when you make a trade, it certainly depends on your roster, your strengths. Are you strong at this position? Are you weak at this position? So you don't have to be so strict at following the trade chart, but it is a very, very helpful piece for people. And how can they find it, sir? It's on cbssports.com. You can also usually find it pinned to my Twitter page. So if you go to twitter.com slash Dave Richard, you can find it there. Uh, and it's basically it it's it's purposeful in many ways. It is a rest of season ranking. It is a way to help start trade conversations. It's a way for commissioners to judge whether a trade is fair or not if they so decide 
to babysit the managers in their league and make sure that every trade is fair and even that everybody's, you know, I don't know why a nerd would say, <laughs> but everybody's on the up and up. Uh, but it's it's facilitated more trades in the last 10 years than there were prior in fantasy football. Yeah, and people love using it. Love people it. clamor for it. And it is hard as hell to put it together this week because I'm trying to get public sentiment on Camara and Mixon and DeAndre Swift. And then I'm measuring that against Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. And I almost feel like they're all very tightly bunched together and of how uh, people see these guys moving forward. So uh, it might take a little while for it to come out this week, but it's it's helpful for people who want to try and improve their teams. Hey, by the way, I forgot to mention Chris Olave. He's available in 21% of leagues, so if you 10-teamers out there, make sure you get Chris Olave. Um, also, Adam makes a trade on the show. Okay, Dave, I've been offered two trades. Heath and I have been offered two trades. We are 0-3. We are the defending oh, no. champions. But 0-3 in the For the People podcast league, we lost by less than two points this week. We have been offered half PPR Christian Kirk for J.K. Dobbins or Christian Kirk and Gus Edwards for James Conner. Which one should we take? We're going to get Kirk. Should we give up Dobbins or should we give up Conner and also get Gus Edwards? I am very nervous about the future of James Conner, not necessarily because of injuries, but because of the state of that offense. I don't know how many games there's going to be where Conner is going to be a central figure of the offense and, and getting uh, efficient numbers even. So I, I'd like to move on from Connor, but I think you can get more than Gus Edwards and Christian Kirk. So maybe there's a Dobbins deal player that you could get thrown in. Well, I'm just going to accept one of these. I'm going to do Kirk for Dobbins. You approve? No, really? No, I don't get no. it. How, how am I not trading JK Dobbins for Christian Kirk? It's like a top 10. Oh, wide you're receiver. getting Kirk. You're yes. getting Kirk. Yes. Yes. Yes, I approve. Oh, okay, because Heath was on the fence, and I didn't understand it. I thought it was I, because I was, you don't want to you don't want to give up on a on a talented player. No, but you got to get I the better player play. here who's got so much more value. You could turn around There's, and make another trade and get a better running back. It's entirely possible that you could do that, but the track record on Dobbins before his injury was that he was still splitting the running back snaps. Keep in mind that's separate from Lamar Jackson's runs, but he was very touchdown reliant when. He was healthy before, and he's splitting again. He split last week with Justice Hill. Yeah, I mean, look, they're working him in, obviously. But this is what you, you take the value here, and now I could potentially trade a different wide receiver and get a different running back, but I got to get Christian Kirk on my team. I mean, he's legit here. All right, top three waiver wire prayer. Oh, no, Fab, Fab. Okay, Dave, you ready to spend some Fab? It's time to spend some Fab. Let's it's do it. Three weeks plus, it's time. All right, how much Herbert, on, on Herbert? If you're 0-3 and you need a running back, Herbert is probably worth the majority of your remaining fab. You got to go for it. If you're not that desperate, I still think Herbert's going to command at least 50% of whatever your league's starting fab budget was. So, you know, you move that little measuring stick down the line, and the more you need him, the more you're going to spend. Don't be afraid to spend 65%. I think he's going to be worth it. I think he's got a good opportunity to showcase himself in the next couple of weeks. We know what Montgomery's dealing with physically. <laughs> that he could truly be somebody that helps you out, not just for the next two weeks in a big way, but maybe the next. How many weeks are left in the season? 14? All right, hold on a second here. I, yeah. I, I should have brought this up earlier. I know you said that Doctor Chow said it was a high ankle sprain. 
Right, but we Bears don't. Aren't we say don't that. know that. And Matt A. Eberflus said he's day to day, and it's going to be positive. So it's it. It might be. So okay. Yeah, so if it let's say it's not a high ankle sprain, let's say that it's just uh, a low ankle, regular sprain. old ankle sprain. Yeah. Players can come back from that. Is he going to be back this week? Look, there's a chance for it. You want? Does that mean you want to tone down? I'm no, I, I. I mean. Not necessarily. This is a really big opportunity. We can opportunity. almost say the same thing with Jamal Williams, except Williams is already in that part-time role. We don't know if Herbert's in that part-time role. Conclusively, uh, right? You know what I'm saying? I just like Herbert. We, you know, we, Williams is a top ten <laughs> fantasy running back right now, and he's been splitting all along. Yeah, he's he's been the one B running back who's been. <laughs> You know, awesome. Yeah, but he's obviously benefited from DeAndre Swift being hurt and not playing much. Yeah, last week he definitely did, and he will be for the next couple of weeks. But he's also the goal line back, so that helps. Um, Yeah, Herbert may not have a role if Montgomery's healthy, or may not have a significant role Uh, if Montgomery. Or he takes over for Montgomery if Montgomery isn't right moving forward. Right, but I just want to say we cannot sit here and say Montgomery has a high ankle sprain. We we don't know that. This is what that's right. It's what the internet doctor said. Yeah, and but the internet good. doctor's been pretty good with this stuff. He has, um, not perfect, but nope. uh, um, all right. What like how much on Romeo Dobbs? And I, and you know, people ask starting. Do you do we do this based on the starting budget or the starting remaining budget? budget? I think you got to do start. I know I've got into some discussions about this. You got to do starting budget. I don't know what your remaining budget is. Uh, it's just a percentage of what you used to have. That's how I think the best way to shape it up is a starting budget. How much for Dobbs? I'm thinking in the neighborhood of 25%. Oh, wow. And I think that's almost like a bargain. It feels like a bargain because he could end up being the guy. Look at the rest of the receivers in Green Bay. But are you nervous that, it, you know, Watkins was out and Watts and Watson was out? You know, like a lot of the wide receivers who had big games in week three did it with someone else out. Josh Palmer, Russell Gage, Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. You know? I completely understand. So it's more, so, okay. So I'm just throwing that out there. The reason why I, I think we can trust in Dobbs because I think Rogers learned to trust in Dobbs. How many mistakes did Dobbs make last week in a game they won and they needed him bad and he came through and Lazard has been okay, but he's not separating from the rest of the pack. Like we thought he might Watson. We don't know how quick he'll be back on the field. We know Sammy Watkins isn't going to be back for another three games. And when Watkins is ready to play, Dobbs might've taken his job. Someone's asking here, would you drop Alan Lazard for Dobbs? If Lazard no is truly way. the worst player on your team, no you do chance it, would I do this. I think he's literally got to be the worst player on your team. But I'd rather have Lazard than Dobbs. I'm not sure if I would, Adam. I mean, I can understand not being sure, but I I can't be sure that Dobbs is is better. And I, you know, I didn't check the routes in in the in this game. I assume Lazard played. I mean, he played the most snaps and ran the most routes. Did he do that again? If you give me a second, I can check. Yeah, l- let me know. Um, Dobbs also had a 3.1 ADOT in this game. Aaron Rodgers is last in football among qualified quarterbacks right now in air yards per pass attempt, or maybe it's completion air yards per completion. He is not throwing the ball downfield at all. Um, um, I've got the number Dobbs yeah. ran the most routes of anybody on the Packers by two over Lazard. His target share was 23.5% compared to 17.6% <laughs> for Lazard. Yards per route run, Dobbs had him crushed. 2.15, anything over two is good. 
Lazard was at 1.41. The air yards thing that you talked about, definitely, you can see it there. Dobbs, A dot was 3.13. Lazard's was 15.3. He had a couple of deep targets. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I guess, okay, you know what? I think it's reasonable to to, to think about it. Um, I'd like to see how this plays out. I don't know who the best wide receiver on the Packers is going to be right now. Lazard, Lazard was hurt all week, you know? We don't know how healthy he's been. He's been hurt all year. So hopefully he can get healthier. I'm still a Lazard guy. He's still the end zone guy for uh, for Rodgers. Um, but I, maybe Would it's not you... so crazy to think about dropping him for Dobbs. But like Dave said, I mean, he had to be the worst player on your bench. Would you rather spend less fab on a receiver who had a higher target share in week three, a uh, certainly a higher A dot, and a higher yards per route run? Uh, sure. And then we're talking maybe spending like 12% of your fab, maybe even less. On Zay That's Jones? That's Zay Jones. Uh, four end zone targets for Zay Jones among the NFL leaders. 32 routes run. That was actually tied for third among all pass catchers in Jacksonville. But he saw a ton of targets, 29% of the target share in week three. You mentioned it, the end zone targets, lots of red zone targets, and then obviously two, 2.66 yards per route run. His ADOT wasn't very high. It was 4.09. But he's he's going to continue to get looks in this offense. He's playing a ton. He's effectively the number two receiver for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor's played great the last two weeks. I do not like him this week against Philadelphia. Right, right. But after that game against the Eagles, it's the Texans, the Colts, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Denver will be tough. But And then Las Vegas after that, Kansas City after that. There are a lot of favorable matchups for Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's a playoff team. Oh, they're winning their division. They are winning the division, baby. All right, so so. let's recap the fab here. Spend a lot on David Montgomery if he's available. You could probably spend spend a lot on Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert will be available. I would spend even more on Jamal Williams if Jamal were available. You didn't ask me that, but they're they're basically the same. Williams I would want ahead of Herbert. Uh, 25% on Dobbs, Dave says. 10-ish percent on Zay Jones. Um, I forgot and that's about just because I, forget- I don't think I that's because I don't think Jones will be in as much demand as Dobbs will be. I forgot about one of my favorites, Dave, Michael Gallup, Which one? Michael Gallup, 63% okay. rostered. Another player that you should be able to get if he's on your waiver wire still after 63%. Being, yeah. So like last week there was all this buzz about it. he's practicing. <laughs> he's ramping up. He's going to play might be on a pitch count, but he'll play. Uh, and if he's still on your waiver wire, you should be able to get him for less than Zay Jones. I'd spend 15% on Gallup if he were available. I wouldn't spend that much, but I I get where you're coming from. I mean, think about it. He really could be the number two wide receiver. He's not great. You know, that's the thing about Gallup is he hasn't, since his breakout second year, like, let me just, in 2019, he was top 20 per game. He had nine games out of 14 with more than 60 yards. He had six games with 98 or more yards. In his last two seasons, Michael Gallup has only six games with more than 60 yards. Five of them came in 2020. His only game in 2021 with more than 60 yards came with both Cooper and Lamb out. So he hasn't really been that great, but no Cooper. Obviously opportunity. Dak Prescott hopefully back in week five. Gallup probably back in week four. 63% rostered. You know, certainly worth considering. Um, all right, let me tell you about something that I will absolutely be drinking a little bit later. Liquid IV. Oh, man. I'm going to crush a packet of Liquid IV. 
Uh, it's so good and helps you get hydrated. Liquid IV hydrates you two times faster than water alone. All right, what's liquid IV? It's a little packet of powder, basically. A lot of different flavors. I think my favorite is, I kind of flip-flop on this right now. It's still lemon-lime. Tangerine is very good. Strawberry is very good. Concord grape, cherry. They got a ton of flavors. Uh, you pour it in your water. You stir it up. You get more hydrated. A lot of vitamins in there. A lot of things that uh, are, are good for you. Five essential vitamins and 16 ounces of water with liquid IV hydrates you two times faster than just water alone. As I mentioned, they have 10 refreshing flavors. It's all non-GMO, no gluten, no dairy, no soy. And for every purchase you make for liquid IV, they're donating a serving to someone in need. And to date, they've donated over 24 million servings globally. Liquid IV, you can get it in bulk at Costco or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code FFT at checkout. I'll tell you more about that in a second. But listen, why I like it is I, I'm a big water drinker. I have water right here. I drink water all the time. Spice it up a little bit without some spice. But, you know, make it a little bit better, right? Put some flavor in there. You like you go to like a hotel and they've got strawberries in their water, right? You love that, right? This is so much better. And it's got all these terrific vitamins and things in there that, that, make, that, that are good for your health and... They hydrate you. They keep you hydrated, and that's always important, especially now in cold and flu season. So again, you can buy Liquid IV in bulk at Costco or get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout. 15% off anything that you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code FFT at liquidiv.com. Okay. Strawberries in water? You've never seen that. Basically, it's like a tank, you know, a jug of water, and there are strawberries in there, and they just flavor it. And then you what take some. What hotel are you staying at? You've never seen that? So that strawberries? Yeah. Strawberries? No. It's just a little flavor. It just lemon. flavors it a little bit. Just yeah, flavors it. Lemon and water. Nah. Maybe a cucumber in my day. Can I tell you one of the weird things about Florida versus New York, Dave? I swear. I, I mean, this is this has not been documented, but I should document it. When you go to a restaurant in Florida, the default, to me, the default is water with lemon. They give you lemon. In New York, never. They never give you lemon, which is good because I hate lemon in water. But um, I just, right? Do you you ask for strawberries with your water? (laughs) Yeah. Should ask for liquid IV. All right, let's give out some more names here. You know what? Instead of doing top three at each position, I'm going to skip that, and I'm just going to go right into um, the waiver wire. And I just want to say we've got good news on Miles Garrett who got into a car accident. Yeah. He oh. was swerving to avoid an animal and he got into a car accident, but he's out of the hospital. They haven't said anything about his status, but whatever. I mean, it's happy happy to hear it. Good news for, for Miles Garrett. Um, Buffalo cornerback Christian Benford broke his hand and he's going to miss a couple of weeks. So they are even more beat up in the secondary. Tampa Bay is practicing in Miami this week. <laughs> Their game against the Chiefs could be moved to a neutral site. They got the hurricane. Good luck to everybody there. Hope everybody yes, stays, please. stays everybody safe. Everybody stay safe. Uh, Denver defensive tackle DJ Jones, the guy they brought in to be their run stuffer. He's in the concussion protocol. And uh, AJ Green likely out this week. All right, so let's go to the waiver wire. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Although, uh, just in case you can't stay tuned for the for the whole episode, Jamie's waiver wire column, the quarterbacks to add the top three, not including golf, but whatever, like the top four in some order would be golf, Mariota, Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. The top running backs would be Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Brian Robinson, Samaj P. Ryan, um, Justice Hill would maybe on, J.D. McKissick. 
the wide receivers, check out some of the rookies like Olave and Traylon Burks, but Romeo Dobbs, Greg Dortch, we haven't talked about him, Zay Jones, George Pickens, Gallup, and some more. And tight ends would be Najoku, Conklin, Tunyon, Bellinger. Okay, Dave, let's talk about those quarterbacks here. Who are the ones to add? You can check in shallow leagues for Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence. They might be available. Um, but if we've put Goff in the mix, he's 65% roster. He's right on the cusp. He might be 66 at this point. Goff, Mario, like, who do you like this week? Goff's my favorite because of the matchup against Seattle, and we've seen Goff play fairly well this year. I can't really complain about it. A name that I didn't hear you say, there's actually two. One is Ryan Tannehill because he's going up against the Colts. And the other is Geno Smith against the Lions. And I like how Geno Smith has thrown the ball <laughs> most of the time this year. You know, right? There was a funny point when we were watching the games on Sunday where I was telling the guys, hey, Geno's actually playing well. And then he almost threw an interception. <laughs> or he might have actually, he may have, did the game end on an interception? It was either he might have thrown one or almost threw I one. I think it did end on an interception. I think it was right when he threw the interception. It might have been the last drive of the game. He did throw But a look pick. at the 44 attempts that Seattle's giving him. They are treating him. Not like they treated Russell Wilson, which is so weird. Bad, so bad, weird. bad. They had 28 and 30 attempts in the first two games. Right. So, so you I, know. I, but but Pete Carroll talked about it. They wanted to give him the ball. And he's not going to be my favorite quarterback. But he's making Lockett and Metcalf usable for fantasy. And it, we were totally worried about Lockett for sure. But Lockett's had double-digit targets in each of the last two games. DK had double well, let's, targets let's last week. Let's focus on the quarterback. Sorry, I don't want to get off because DK's He's got a really the, interesting But those guys too. are the reasons why I think Geno Smith is worth a look as a streamer. And because of the matchup against Detroit, I'd put him ahead of Mariota, but it's just for this week. Would you put him ahead? Um, you put, oh, I'm sorry. You said Goff would be number one. Goff is one. I got Tannehill ahead of Geno. Okay. But they're really close, two and three. <laughs> there are definitely some good matchups this week. You know, Matt Ryan, Tennessee's a good matchup, it seems. Um, yeah. Ryan's 55% rate on sound jazzed yeah, because we haven't really seen, we, we saw one game with like, I think 19.3 for Matt Ryan. It was last week. I got him at 18, 18 ish last week. I don't have the decimals, but okay. Uh, it could have been so 19, right in it that been 19. It's not 20 points. So he's, he's, he's in the Mariota group for me. Whereas Tanhill does have, and this is in decimal scoring, but two with over 20. Yeah. One just over 20. Yeah, he's got the Colts who, I mean, look, the Colts just did a great job against Mahomes. So why are they you did. excited about Tannehill? Because I think Tannehill can come through. I think he's got, I think he's safer than Matt Ryan and Mariota. Yeah. Maybe with a little more upside too. Colts have a really good run defense. So they do. I don't know that Derrick Henry's just going to crush them. They've had a good run defense without Shaquille Leonard. Right. And they're going to get him back. They might've been saving him for this game. Who knows? Well, he's going to play this week? I don't know. Yeah. For Goff, by the way, 65, I, want back. I want to see him play. 65% roster for Goff. He's only had one standout game. It was week one against week two against Washington. Um, but Seattle, like I said earlier, they're giving up the most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. And the Lions are actually a really good offense. They're, I think they're third in scoring. They're very smart and they're playing behind a great offensive line. And they're utilizing that line really well. Second and they're winning on play action. Who's the only team that scored more points than the Lions? The Bills? The Ravens. The Ravens. 
the Lions are third in yards behind the Eagles and Bills. They're sixth in yards per play. All right, long-term, any interest in Pickett or Zach Wilson? They are less than 20% rostered. Or Jacoby Brissett, who's 13% rostered. Thinking about it specifically for one quarterback leagues, uh, I would have to have a super deep bench to even consider Wilson or Pickett. It would be in that order. Because it looks like Wilson's got a shot to start this week for the Jets. We'll see how he does. I'm not very excited about him, but maybe he'll he'll impress. And Pickett's going to get his chance eventually. The Steelers keep losing, even if Trubisky's playing well. They'll put Pickett in. I could but not. Not, like I could not, not dropping. It, yeah. You would have to have a terrible, terrible player on your bench <laughs> in order to pick up Wilson or Pickett. I couldn't name any Wilson Pickett songs. I had to Google it. I bit like I Mustang Sally. I know that one. I probably know several. Oh, in the midnight hour, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. So that's Wilson Pickett, who's Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett combined. Okay. Uh, J- how about Jameis Winston? Sixty-one percent. <laughs> uh, he might get benched soon. Oh man, he threw for three hundred fifty-three yards. He's turning the he's ball been, over. He's been. He's right. he's he's been a roller coaster. He was great in week one. And we thought, Oh, this is great. Jameis could be back and better than ever. And offense would be amazing. And then he has really aired it out over the last two weeks. And it is stunk. And Justin Fields drop him. He's droppable. I hate to say it, but they're not letting him throw. He's had 13.7 PPR points in his last two games combined. Yeah. He is uh, 17. Or fewer, seventeen or fewer pass attempts in every game. That is insane. I mean, that's got to it's got to flip at some point. But why wait around for that to happen? Would I drop him for Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett? I I really no. don't think I would. No, but I would drop him for pretty much every other player. That I don't think I'd drop him for Brissett. No, no, no. But I'm talking about for non quarterbacks, like all the other guys. Oh yeah, 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 earlier. yeah. Like it's no question. All right, Dave. I think people from a waiver wire standpoint are probably thinking about these four quarterbacks. Are you starting Tom Brady against the Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers against New England, Russell Wilson at Las Vegas, Carson Wentz at Dallas? Or are you going to the wire? I'm probably starting most of those guys over waiver wire guys. I like Rodgers. I think he's a top 12 quarterback this week. Wentz might make the cut as well. Uh, Brady... He'll be. Oh, no, Dave. This is not the episode to freeze. This is not the episode to freeze. Come back, Dave. Oh, you're back. Okay, what were you saying about Brady? I was. I just laid out the perfect reason to start Tom Brady. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> okay. so. No, here's, I, I like Rodgers. Uh, he's my favorite of the guys you named. Wentz after that. And I've got Brady one spot ahead of golf, but neither are top 12. Wilson is ahead of Brady. Uh Tonga Vailoa, Wilson, Brady, Goff is how they'll be ranked in my initial rankings. Wentz, again, makes me nervous. I, I got a lot of respect for this Dallas defense, and they can really get I after get the it. quarterback. And he was sacked nine times by the Eagles last week. The Dallas is going to be all over Carson Wentz. Uh, Goff or Wentz? I have Wentz higher. Okay. All right, let's go to the running backs. So you can check. There, is, there are two players who are obviously must-ads if they're available. I'd say three. They're all 70 to 71% rostered, and they are... Madison, Jamal Williams, and Brian Robinson. If you're in the shallow leagues and Madison, Williams, and Robinson are available, how would you prioritize them? Williams, for sure. 
way ahead. And uh, Madison probably next. For the same rationale that I said earlier about Gal, that Brian Robinson's been sitting out in your league for three weeks already and no one's picked him up, then you can probably wait to pick him up. Jamal Williams facing Seattle. They're allowing 5.1 yards per carry to running backs. They've been terrible against the run. Jamal Williams, I I've think... I've got him as a top 12 running I back. I think I called him one of the worst running backs in football a few weeks ago. You know what? He's not the most supremely talented player in the league. He got good opportunities in the first three games. I don't know if Lions. I said that, by the way, but, if, if, you know... You probably thought it. He's not good. He has one run he's, in his career. Not, and you know what? Of, to, of to more than 25 fair. yards. Last year when he had an opportunity like this, I don't remember him being amazing. Um. Well, he got a lot of work. I don't remember right. the fantasy points, but you that's can, what you're banking it's on. Reliable. He's going to get a lot of work. Yeah. And that's good. And listen, he's been scoring and the Lions offense has been better. We've talked about it. And so he's really got a great opportunity. And that's why I've got him as a top 12 running back this week. All right, let's talk about some other running backs. Khalil Herbert, we've we've discussed enough. He's 56% rostered. Go get him. The Giants right now are giving up the second most yards per carry to running backs. Hopefully they get Leonard Williams back next week, but they've been a good matchup so far. Uh, Samaje Pirine, 12% rostered. Looks like Mixon's going to play, but this is a guy that is worth rostering. So J.D. McKissick, back-to-back mm-hmm. games with six or seven catches. He is at Dallas this week. Um, who else do you like at running back, if if anyone? I think it's really thin once you get past Herbert. The the names that I've got, McKissick is the next best. Like if you needed a starter in PPR this week and you couldn't get your hands on Herbert, I think McKissick's the next best guy. I'm happy to take suggestions on other running backs that might be out there. Um, but and, and again, obviously Jamal Williams <laughs> ahead, Herbert ahead. If Madison ends up playing, of course he's gonna be ahead of McKissick. But I, I think those guys are too rostered already to where you could look at them and say, okay, they're going to definitely be there to help me win. I think McKissick will be there to help you win. Uh, after that, there's five running backs who I think deserve a roster spot. P Ryan, especially if you've got Mixon, Jalen Warren, especially if you've got Najee Harris, Zamir white. We went through this last week with Josh Jacobs, Rashad white. If you've got Leonard Fournette, and if you are now a Jamal Williams fanatic, Keep an eye on Craig Reynolds. He's been one of my favorite prospects in Detroit. And it wouldn't surprise me if he took over some work from Jamal Williams. And if Williams goes down, then Reynolds is the next guy up. Who's a better guy to have, Justice Hill or Gus Edwards on the Ravens? If you can smush Gus into an IR spot because he's on the pup list. Yeah, what if you couldn't? But if I don't have that option... I'll probably say Justice Hill, but Hill had a lot of valuable snaps, didn't have a lot of touches with it. So I'm not sure how incredible Justice Hill is going to be. Okay. And okay, that's it. Treston Ebner is another name on the Bears that you could consider. Yep. He he saw a little bit of playing time last week after Montgomery went down. Okay. He's He's got his fans out there. We'll talk yeah, about listen, going uh, back to Justice Hill. If he gets an opportunity to see more than six carries, that'll be great. But he played a lot of third downs for the Ravens. The Ravens don't throw to their running backs a lot anyway. He had no targets. They don't do anything with their running backs. They have the fewest running back carries in the NFL. They are a Lamar Jackson team. That is it. Lamar Jackson MVP. Yeah. All right. Wide receivers. Really cash in. A wide receiver. Yeah. That was such great odds on that, by the way. All right, wide receivers are Chris Olave and Julio Jones and Traylon Burks are the shallow league guys. Olave is 79% rostered. He had a 33% target share without 
uh, no, 33% target per route run rate with Michael Thomas off the field so far this season. Um, hopefully Michael Thomas will be on the field, but still get Olave, Julio Jones, 76% roster. looks like he's going to play this week. And Traylon Burks, 72% rostered. Had a disappointing game, no question about it. But the the route participant, the, the, everything was up for Burks. Just didn't catch the pass, didn't get the targets. Uh, all right, Romeo Dobbs. This is the way Jamie ranked it. Romeo Dobbs, Greg Dortch, we haven't spoken about, 26% rostered. Uh, Zay Jones, George Pickens, Isaiah McKenzie, Michael Gallup. That was the top six. He gave us a lot more names. He gave us, again... Romeo Dobbs, these guys are all rostered in fewer than 65% of leagues, and most of them fewer than 40% of leagues. Dobbs, Dorch, Zay Jones, Pickens, McKenzie, Gallup. Go ahead. I agree with Dobbs. We've talked enough about him. Uh, Just getting into Dorch, he's been a target monster. 23 targets and 20 catches on those 23 targets. Um, He's actually third on Arizona in targets. Zach Ertz has more. I don't mind Dorch for the short term to continue to be this PPR dominant guy. At least 15, at least 13 PPR points in every game so far this season. Uh, the last two weeks, it's been 15 and 17, I believe. So that's pretty good. But I wonder what happens to Dorch when, uh, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Does he lose playing time? Does he certainly lose target share? Makes yeah. me nervous. Same thing. We could say the same thing about Marquise Brown, who has 28 targets. He has more targets in his last two games than Dorch has in on the season. So those two guys, for now, they're great. I don't mind picking up Dorch, but you might be dropping him in three or four weeks. I think Zay Jones has more staying power, and he's been getting plenty of targets too. That's why mm. I'll take Jones ahead of Dorch. Again, we don't like Zay Jones this week against the Eagles, but um, yeah, he's, he's worth, he's 8% rostered. Pickens and if you, don't, if you don't believe in Isaiah McKenzie, you know, if you think that, Week three was just a flash in the pan and nine targets. It's triple what he had in each of, uh, and it's triple what he had in week two. It's triple what he had in week one. Then you could certainly put Dorch ahead of Isaiah McKenzie, but they're both available in almost three quarters of CBS leagues. See Josh Allen. What did he throw? 50 something passes. He threw 63 passes at Miami. Holy cow. So no, nine targets on 63 passes. Isn't great, but He showed you what he could do. I mean, McKenzie, he had a great move uh, at least once. So I was like, wow, that was a nice play. And then, of course, he, 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 he manipulates. He does. He works for Buffalo, and this is why I don't think he's going to get benched because of what he did at the end of the game last week. He manipulates defenses that gets other guys open. It, two of Diggs' <laughs> three touchdowns last week were because of McKenzie scaring defenses with his speed. And he should have had, he, he had the game-winning touchdown against Miami. But Josh Allen threw it right into the ground. It kind of slipped out of his hand, I think. But McKenzie was open for for a touchdown. He would have had two. And then we'd be talking crazy yeah, about right. McKenzie. I, it is so weird to me that Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, has that temper. I didn't even know he spoke. He was the most quiet, like, nerdy guy. That was his reputation in college. Yeah. And he's just, they never had a big personality that I knew of. And he's apparently like a psycho. It's I love it. I love it. I think. <laughs> Yeah, you might love it, but it, it looked really bad. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. Too. Let him. He's a, he, he lost the game. Adam. I love the passion. What's so bad it, about that? Tom Brady's allowed to break two tablets, but Ken Dorsey's not allowed to throw one. It just it it looked childish. Oh, I hate for, to say come it. on. It really did. Why? Uh, Look, I Schaefer's why? laughing here. Did you Schaefer, see him? It was like a cartoon. Schaefer, I want Schaefer's opinion here. Oh. 
Let's get him on the show. Uh, you know, I thought it was funny, like, but I think he it was a little much for a coach <laughs> to do that. Um, Why? I don't know. Do you remember I, in I Animal mean, House when Bluto Blutarski smashed the guitar yes. on the wall? On the stage? That's what it reminded me of. Well, now, that's a, That's Animal one of the House, best moments in movie funny. history. It, well, you're um, right. In Animal House, it's hilarious. Yeah. But in the I've NFL, it is not as Yeah, it, 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 I knew you would never have seen Animal House. I, there was zero chance that Thomas Schaefer was going to have seen Animal House. You're picking up right where Shraggy B left off. All right, Schaefer, thank you for straddling the fence and agreeing with both of us. Very neutral party there. He's our Switzerland. Our other guys, um, Josh Palmer. There's a lot of them. Okay. Real quick, does Josh Palmer have any value when Keenan Allen returns, which is hopefully Keenan Allen is apparently returning to practice. We just got the update on it. I'm... I think Palmer could still be good for around 10 to 12 PPR points a week. But Dobbs, Jones, McKenzie, Dorch, all ahead of him. Tyler Boyd. And Any interest in Tyler Boyd? Other guys we'll talk about will be ahead of him. I would put Boyd ahead of Palmer as well. We Every time we run off Tyler Boyd, he has a big game. And then every time we go to trust Tyler Boyd, he has a bad game. I, I think he's a terrific bench receiver. I think he is entirely dependent on Higgins or Chase being out or having a fluky 56-yard touchdown catch where he bounced off a tackle and ran distance. Yeah. Like he's he's hardly ever good when those two guys are on the field and he's almost always good when one of them is out. He and actually he and Josh Palmer, Tyler Boyd and Josh Palmer are the same player. <laughs> right? Palmer's basically yeah. a must start when Keenan Allen's out and he's irrelevant when he's in. Right. Uh, Kadarius Tony, KJ Osborne, Russell Gage, Devin Duvernay, Devontae Parker, Josh Reynolds. Keep an eye on Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark if Amandra St. Brown is out. Um, yeah, Reynolds stepped up in a major way last week. Yeah. they And coaches liked him a lot there. Dan Campbell loves Josh Reynolds. I forgot what he nicknamed him. He, he said it during the preseason. Reynolds rap. No, it was something much cooler than that. Just joshing around. Also, something cooler than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you like any of those guys, though? Tony, I've already made the case for Tony as a stash. Osborne, Gage, Duvernay, Parker, Josh Reynolds, and also... Praying Mantis is what he called him. That doesn't make any sense. His name is not... Quote, I call him the Praying Mantis. He's a spider of death. <laughs> uh, Mac so, Collins. Just from that alone, I'm moving Josh Reynolds to the top of the list. I want the spider <laughs> of death on my... On my fantasy team. <laughs> All right, Dave, I need an answer here. Do you like any of these names? Ready? Osborne, Gage, Duvernay, Parker, Reynolds, Hollins, Chark. Most of them deserve a spot on a fantasy bench. The ones that stood out to me were Gage and Duvernay because I think, I certainly think Duvernay is going to continue to keep playing in okay. Baltimore. I think Gage is worth having on a, on a roster. Tight end time. Did I and not, I would throw did Richie James take... in that list. Adam, I know you're not excited about him. No, but he's going to see volume. They got to throw uh, he's, somebody. You know, he's, he could be like you said about Palmer, ten PPR fantasy points. That that could help you. Um, yeah. All right. I, I don't think I, going, I. I'm sorry that we're not as excited about Mac Collins, but he's been in the league a long time. This is the best game he's ever had. Hunter Renfro was out. Um, do the Raiders really change things up and give Hollins more playing time and more opportunities at the cost of Dante? Devonte Adams. Yeah, that's another guy who had a good game. Would be because someone was hurt, and that was Hunter. Right, Renfro. and I'm sure that a lot of a lot of people are going to race after Mac Hollins, and I think it's a mistake. Tight end time. Tight ends. 
David Njoku. Yes. How Love much him. do you like him? I would. All right. You will come back to us, Dave. I, I am confident your connection will reestablish here. I'll tell you all how much I like David Njoku. I'm intrigued. 38% rostered. Yep. Oh, sorry, Dave. We missed everything you said. You froze. What'd you say? All I said is I would take him to a casual restaurant to celebrate <laughs> week three. That's literally what I said. So you missed absolutely nothing. Uh, I think if if there they can there continues to be games where they think they could win throwing the football a little bit, then Njoku will be useful. Atlanta's given up the second most points to tight end. Some of that was Taysom Hill running for 81 yards and a touchdown, but also Jawan Johnson had 43 yards. Higby had 71 yards. Will Disley had 34 yards and a touchdown. Parkinson had two for, two for 44. They're not good against tight ends. This, this is a good matchup for Njoku. No. Would you drop Agreed. Dawson Knox or Mike Gesicki for Njoku? Gesicki, I would have dropped. Uh, I wouldn't have drafted him. So, yeah. yes. Uh, Knox could have a good game this week. Am I willing to? I'd probably chase Njoku and not. Yes, I would make that switch. Okay. Would you rather have Gerald Everett or David Njoku? I think it's Njoku. Mm. Tyler Conklin buying it. Three straight games with double-digit PPR points. I want to badly. However, we know that it's now Zach Wilson coming back for the Jets. If it's not this week, it'll be next week. What does that mean? What does it mean? I don't know what it means. I, I am nervous that 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 the dump off targets to Conklin won't be there anymore. Zach Wilson yeah. is a downfield passer. He he should be better for the wide receivers in, in New York and worse for the running backs and the tight ends. I think Jacob Gibbs said that Elijah Moore has the highest route depth in the NFL. Uh, and he just doesn't appear to be a good fit for what Flacco's doing. Might be a better fit for Zach Wilson. No, Flacco and, likes Wilson better and Flacco's yeah. getting rid of the ball as quickly as he can. And Conklin, I mean, another thing is Flacco has thrown 13 more passes than every other quarterback. So all of the Jets, well, two of the Jets. No, I, the running backs, too, have benefited from that. All right, well, Conklin, you can't completely ignore it, but you wouldn't drop No, Daw- you can't, but he wouldn't be my favorite. You wouldn't drop Dawson Knox for him. I think I would use, uh, as of now, I would start Conklin ahead of Knox because I don't think it's a certainty that Zach Wilson's going to start. Um, let's see who else is on this list. Robert Tunyon. He had seven yeah. targets last week. Yeah, I'd rather exactly. have Logan Thomas. Daniel Bellinger. I don't know where he went. No. I think he may have gotten hurt last night. He was not playing down the stretch and I kind of like him, but he's not, not, no, I'm not picking him up. I mean, uh, Logan Thomas, is, Logan Thomas should be on the list. Uh, 63% rostered. He should definitely be on the list. I know he had a bad game, but, um, and Dallas is really good defensively but uh you gotta like logan thomas has to be on this list right yes thomas or Njoku. I've, I've been talking about him for several weeks and i think he's still someone that can he's a he's more touchdown or busty as it comes to tight ends which is why Njoku and conklin should be taken ahead of him and okay. i don't mind Knox ahead of him this week one more tight end i don't know if this guy made jamie's jelani list. woods no oh definitely not jelani woods cameron bright <laughs> Not as exciting as Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods is like if Andre the Giant played football. <laughs> yeah, he would be Jelani Woods. He is enormous, but he also but he has also, speed. He's like a four six something forty or something. I know, but he's not. He's he's not an every down player yet for Indianapolis. He only had two targets. It were two touchdowns. He was the OJ Howard of Week Three. Yeah, 
What did OJ Howard do after his, right. his first game? But Woods is a rookie he's caught a pass who hopefully he's played now 9%, 16%, and 23% of the snaps. Maybe it's another, maybe it's like, let's see another week, but. Sure. He's stashable if stashable. you want to stash him. Jelani Woods. All right, uh, Cameron Brates. We talked about a lot name. of other receivers who are stashable. We didn't even get to the receiver who I think is very stashable. We'll yeah. end the show with that. Don't let me forget. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Cameron I, Bray, I got a lot Adam. to cover here, Dave. Go ahead. Cameron Brait, 94% available, taking on the Chiefs. They've allowed at least 10 half PPR points to a tight end oh, wow. in each of their three games this year. All right, I got to take a break. I forgot to do that. We're going to take a break on Fantasy Football Today. DST streamers when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Which DSTs are you starting this week? How about the Broncos? Jamie's yep. favorite is the Broncos at the Raiders. They're 59% rostered. Same. The Vikings against the Saints. I'm not sure I trust it. No, I like the Eagles better. Oh, they've got to be. What's their roster percentage? They're pretty low. Really? 59%? Yeah. They're too good. They're out there. Go get them. The, yes. I do like the Broncos better this week. All right, Broncos, Eagles. Jamie likes the Vikings, Vikings the next. Colts. You like the Colts against the Titans? Um, not particularly. You like kind of like, yeah, good. I I was gonna say the Giants against the Bears just because it's Chicago. Who? Which DST do you like better? There, the Bears are actually seventy percent rostered because they played Houston right. last week. Giants are nineteen percent, so you could get them. I have the Giants ranked higher. The Bears have allowed at least 11 points to each of the first three DSTs they faced. That's a good game. That's why. Yeah. Cardinals. A good game. How do you define good? Not the, not the Giants-Bears game. I mean, the performances by the DSTs against the Bears. That Those are oh, good games. Oh, yes. Sorry. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. And then what? tell me, what did you think about Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojulari? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to ask this facetiously. Did they play last night? <laughs> I thought I, I saw Aziz Ojolari make some plays. Thibodeau really didn't do anything. I didn't expect much. I mean, they they missed preseason. They you know they missed everything. Sure. So it would not surprise me if they had good games this coming week against Chicago because that offensive line's got trouble. Uh, we should talk about that game. Kicker streamers. You, you know, Harrison Bucker's actually somebody you should pick up. I don't know if you should yes. run a waiver priority on him. It shouldn't be your first waiver claim, but he's fifty seven percent rostered. Jamie also has. Jason Do we know Sanders. if he's for sure playing? I know that Amendola got cut. right. No, we don't know. But if he, that's right. If you don't use a waiver claim on him, just pick up Bucker as a free agent. You can always drop him again if you have to. 
Uh, Dallas 23 and the Giants 16. We didn't even talk about it. You know, I, I went to the game and I met Dan Schneier for the first time, really for the second time, but I have no recollection of our first meeting. So for me, it was the first time. And we were chatting for a while. We hung out for for a couple hours, I'd say. And wow. yeah, Great. I met so many incredibly hardcore Giants fans yesterday. It was, it was insane. Dan Schneier's cousin is the most incredible kid. I've never seen anything like this. This kid remembers... Every score. Dan goes, week 13, 2011. And the kid told him the score and what happened in the game. I, it was unfreaking believable He should enter a contest. But anyway, um, uh, I said to him, I said, you know, I hope we don't leave the game going. I can't believe they didn't give more help to Evan Neal. And Dave, I can't believe they didn't give more help to Evan Neal. That was I, that was why I thought they were going to lose. I was like, Micah Parsons is going to eat Evan Neal's lunch, and it was Lawrence or it was Parsons. Almost every play, killing him. And uh, the Cowboys' pass rush was just too much. But do you have any fantasy takeaways from this game? I loved what I saw from Ezekiel Elliott. I thought he ran hard. He had a 27-yard run at him. You got to witness that. Now trade him. Do what you can to get him off <laughs> your roster. You've got to sell high window. On Ezekiel, it is so obvious that Tony Pollard is the better player, right? I, I just, I wish they used Pollard more in the passing game still, but maybe he had 13 carries and only one target. <coughs> he didn't even have a catch. Maybe this is a signal to us that they want to try and get him involved more as a running back and that they're kind of grooming him to take over for Zeke in that role, or at least have him ready to go in case Zeke stumbles. But Zeke's been pretty efficient <laughs> through the first three weeks of the season. He just he found the end zone. I thought he would. He had a good game. He was worth starting. CeeDee Lamb showed us all how awesome he is, especially after that terrible drop. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I saw that drop, and I went, he's going to have another dud, and people are going to ask, do I cut this guy? And he's still so talented, and then he came through. What a touchdown catch. Yeah, and he got uh, shadowed, awesome. not every play, but shadowed yeah. by Adoree Jackson, who's had a really good year, and Lamb yep. got open pretty consistently, I'd say, and, you know, well, I hope Dak throws to the running backs more. We definitely need that from Pollard and Zeke. There, Zeke has three catches on five targets in three games. Pollard did have four catches against the Bengals, but one target against the Giants. Um, and uh, you know, Noah Brown. Noah Brown was solid again. Twenty-seven percent roster. We don't know if he had ten point four PPR. He's tied supports. to Gallup. You think he when is? Gallup comes back. I think so. Okay. I don't, if Gallup comes back and he's anywhere remotely near as explosive as he was before, I think it's going to crush Noah Brown. Well, I had a great time. I really did. Good. It was so and nice. And Saquon's awesome. Game. I don't know why they didn't give him even more work. And uh, I actually had a, somebody asked who has better hair in person, me or Dan. Oh, I'll, I'll end the show with a funny story. Did you have a wide receiver at Stash? I do. Who? We know that Allen Robinson is basically uh, stinky. Van Jefferson is available in 93% of leagues. Sounds like he's going to be back. No, he's, I think he's on IR. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Not for the put him not on, for the season. Put him on the IR spot. Yeah, Stashman, he's, he should be back by week eight. It might be a little too soon to bring him back, but I, I think he's got a shot to help out the Rams in their passing game. They need another receiver. All right, so here's a story. Dan and I have been arguing for the last week uh, about which part of the Oreo cookie is better, the cookie or the cream. I, of course, said the cookie. Dan said the cream. I, my, That's right. My argument is that if you could only eat one, like if you'd eat just the cream, you'll get sick in five minutes, whereas you can just eat the cookie part because they're cookies. 
I mean, the, the cream might taste better within the Oreo, but the cookie is the more important part. And at the end of the day, it's just better. But anyway, we did not, I didn't get to meet any listeners that I connected with on social media, but we were just chatting at a tailgate and there were these four people right next to us. And at least two of them listened to the show and they, they stopped as they introduced themselves and we shook, you know, we said hi and all four of them were on team cookie. All four of them. It was amazing. It was an amazing assault on Dan's stupid take. And he was so perplexed by it. He thought I staged it. He thought I like paid these people to make a, hey, I listen to the podcast. I like the cooking part better. But it was completely legit. And for at least for yesterday, Team Cookie beat Team Cream. So let's go. It would be great. It would be like a Seinfeld episode if Dan uncovered that you paid them off with like giant vats of Oreo cream. To say cookie, but they actually love the cream. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. And I like the cream. I, the cream's my favorite part, but they're really good together, and they're great when they're doused in milk. Like oh, when, when my wife brings home Oreo cookies, I, I get like a stack of them. Not a, not the whole sleeve, <laughs> but a stack. Put them in a glass, cover them in milk, chop it up with a spoon. It's a, I'm going to get diabetes someday. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicious treat in the moment. I'll be right there with you. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you and listening, of course. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Oh, we have a live stream tonight, so we'll see you then. Dan can, uh, can uh, you know, cry about his Oreo. Oreo. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oreo. Hey, we're done here. Bye. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.